Arma virumque cano. Was that Latin? That's Latin. Is that, is that Latin for I'm a big dork? <laughs> I think any Latin is Latin for I'm a big dork. <laughs> Arma virumque cano is probably the most famous phrase in Latin ever. Oh, right. Is it as famous as e pluribus unum? Hot shot. <laughs> I sing arms in the man. Huh? I, s- <laughs> I sing arms and the man. I mean, it goes what does on. That mean? I think the man specifically is Aeneas. It's arms stuff? It's not arms stuff. I guess it is. It's arms stuff. <laughs> arms stuff. Arms like. Arms like weapons. Arms. Yeah. It's the first line of the Aeneid by Virgil. Ah yes, I yes. Kn- and and as I was reading the book this week, yeah. I was like, "Ooh, Jack <laughs> is going to have a lot to say about Virgil this week, yes. isn't he?" Much like um and here I am failing to remember any of the characters' names. Um <laughs> I can't remember their names either. <laughs> uh her name is uh, her last name is Whittier. <laughs> Her name is Alex. No, Alice. <laughs> no, Whittier. Is it Alice? I don't think it's Alice. Alex is is, is the dude's best friend. And the dude's name <laughs> is. Just, I literally just read this. But so they they also. This is not our fault, sex bugs. Yeah. Because it's not our fault, sex bugs. It's a it's a April. A Her name is April. Novel. April. It's is a the novel month. about. Yes, it's a novel about Ao3 kids. AO3 kids, yeah. An archive of our own. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh yes. which is a a famous fanfic portal. Yeah, fanfic portal. Yeah. Um so everyone in this book has multiple names. A- and also the main guy, the love interest yeah. is an actor. He's an actor who plays a character called Anus. It's not Anus. <laughs> is that not right? A E N E A S. Anus. <laughs> It's a uh, Marcus. <laughs> Marcus is Marcus, and he's anus, and he's book Aeneas would never. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. We liked it. Uh, my wife recommended this one, didn't she? My wife. Sarah yes. was just reading this. Uh, she doesn't, when she, Sarah reads books. She, is she around? She's around, yeah. Should we invite her in to just tell us, give, let's make her do the recap. Okay. Is that possible? Yeah. Can we do that? Yeah. Let's see. Let's try. Okay. Okay. I'll go see if I can get her. Dear? Dear? (laughs) What a dork. They're like 60 year olds. It's like two 60 year olds with a three year old child and soon a, a zero year old child. She says... She says, um, I guess so, and why? How'd you pitch it? And why? <laughs> How'd you pitch it? I said, dear, are you free? And she said, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I said, can you do the recap of the book? And she said, I well, guess so. Well, don't make her do work. 
You have to pitch it. You have to do soft pitch. You have to be like, "Will you come be on the podcast?" <laughs> it's not work. I, I read it. I finished it. Tanner just wanted to hear your thoughts. Okay. All right. You, uh, you, uh, and, and no nonsense, okay? Because I want to be back on this damn thing. I read this whole book today. So yeah. you you orchestrate this recap, and then I'll come back, okay? Okay. Okay. And no nonsense. Hello. Hi. You're looking quite pregnant. That is accurate. Yes. <laughs> uh, did Jack tell you that you are contractually obligated to name the boy Tanner? Only if he's born, born on, on my birthday. Yeah, only January twenty fourth. Yeah. He, so he did tell you. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, I'm sorry, Jack pitched this segment to you so poorly and made it seem like it was going to be labor okay. for you. Okay. Um, it's not labor. It's a fun celebration of you introducing this joy into our lives. I love this book. Oh, good. I'm glad. I, I think Jack too. did too. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you listen to the show, but Jack and I have a long-standing disagreement about who does the recap each week. Okay. Um, so we decided to just kind of. Cut it off, head it off at the pass, and invite you in to describe this novel that you've introduced to us and that you love so much. Mm-hmm. It's not labor, it's a celebration. Okay. I think I might forget everyone's names. We just went through this. <laughs> Lucas is the boy, Alice is the girl, and Alex is Cupid, his friend, his R- best friend. Right, right. That's it. Okay. That's all you need to know. Okay. How long ago did you read this? Uh couple weeks ago okay yeah so it's still fairly fresh in your yeah mind. yeah okay yeah uh do you want me to time you or do you just want to take your time with it i'll just take my time i guess if i have okay. the option okay. yeah use the space yeah, yeah. spread yeah. out okay all right all right go ahead so wait it's lucas and alice lucas and alice yeah yeah, yeah. so lucas is an actor he plays aeneas on anus all right uh, on a popular TV show that is based on a fantasy novel that's sort of loosely based on the Aeneid, I guess. Right. Uh, it's essentially Game of Thrones. It's essentially Game of Thrones, yeah. And he... What's Jack doing in the corner? He's making quite a bit of noise. <laughs> that's actually Joan. <laughs> I can is she see chewing on a box? She is chewing on the bag of cat litter. Okay. Um, I don't There's know why. There's Jack and Joan. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay, sorry, so I interrupted That's you. okay, that's okay. So he's an actor. He's on this Game of Thrones-esque show. Um, he's also a huge fan of the books. Yes. And because he's such a fan of the books, he secretly participates in a fanfic message board. He writes fanfic. He's active in the community. Uh, and he specifically writes fanfic that tries to, like, I guess, correct the way he feels like the showrunners are misjudging and mishandling his character and some other characters. So it's like, fix, it would be, fix. Yeah, fix. It's fix. Um, so it would be bad if anyone found out that he was doing this, obviously. Um, yeah. And he has a, a close friend. They've developed a long term, like, they read each other's fix, um, they chat on the server or whatever. Um, he has a relationship with this woman. Olsi is her name. Olsi, who he knows as Olsi. So she's also in this segment of the fandom that's like big into the books. Feels like this one character has been uh, shortchanged on the show. Um, but obviously nobody knows who he really is. And then 
she so in her in real life her name is Alice uh, she's changing jobs and she's deciding she's going to be more open about her like fandom personality um and she decides to post a picture on Twitter of herself in a cosplay as this one character uh yeah. her favorite character uh Lavinia and she is fat and a lot of people online are making fun of her um, or saying nasty things about her. Some people are supportive. Some people are not. Right. But this picture comes to Lucas's attention and he comes to her defense and ends up asking her out over Twitter. Right. And so they go on a date and then I don't know how much I need to tell you about the plot of this book, I guess. I'm now describing it in great detail. We've covered the first maybe fifth of the book. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, they start dating, but she doesn't, they don't know that they're also their best friends on the, right, right, secretly right. Yes. on the fanfic server. And yeah, from there, you know, they fall. They date. They date. They, they have a romance story that happens to right. them. Yeah. But there's a lot of conflict that happens between him being a fit young hunk. Mm-hmm. And her being a fat woman, she she has a lot of insecurities. He has a lot of uh, ignorance yeah. about the fat shaming uh, community. Is that a community? Um, <laughs> I wouldn't call it a community, but yeah. And they he doesn't need to, really get like what she's dealing with. Yes, they need to work through their differences, mm-hmm. uh, and and he holds it back that he is book anus would never. Yeah. Uh, but eventually it comes out, and they have a big fight. Yeah. Because he lied to her. Yeah. And the rest is history. The rest is romance. Yeah, the rest is romance. You can guess what happens from there on. Yeah, I think you can. Sex bugs. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you so much, Sarah. Okay. For joining us yeah, and, and describing welcome. the book. I'll let you get back to your evening now, and okay. I'll insist that your husband come back, and um, I'll bother him instead of bothering you. Okay. What a nice conversation. No timers. No pressure. Yeah, but it sounds like it was just two friends chatting about a book I they mutually like that. enjoyed. Should we ba- abandon the timer? Let's from here on out abandon the fuck a timer. Well, I think it made Sarah a little insecure. At one point, she was like, "Am I like over describing the book?" <laughs> it sounds like you only got like, halfway through. No, I I filled in some of the details. You couldn't hear my part. Okay, you got the whole I way was sort of. Uh, have you seen the movie Jumper? Yeah, of course I've seen Jumper. Man, I was doing jumping. Oh, okay, you were like jumping in and out of time, like yeah, Hayden Christensen. Yeah. Jumper yeah. was the greatest disappointment of my life. I think that's not really. Yeah. Wow, it was the greatest disappointment of my life. Um, being laid off from your job. Nothing. It compares in no way to how disappointed I was by Jumper. Huh. It just seemed like, you know, and it, it didn't. I so I will say, yeah, Jumper was a film that I was excited about. Yeah, for a lot of reasons. But I wouldn't say that I thought it promised me much. I didn't have a lot of expectations going into it. It was supposed to be so good. It was, it like. <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, everything about it seemed. No one expected it to be good. I, I expect, I like, I was like, I was like, finally, we're back. Cause like, there had been this like dearth of like original science fiction in the movies. And then I was like, finally, the star of the ha- the fucking Phantom Menace has yeah. is like a movie you love. <laughs> oh, we have to talk about that too, don't we? We can't. We've got to talk about this book. I can't. Like, let's do a quick dad talk. Okay, because this is important. This is a milestone. <laughs> this is a milestone in our lives. It's a milestone in <laughs> the bedbug bedpots lives. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Tell me, tell me what you texted me the other day. Um, I finally caved. You text me a lot. 
You texted me the other day to said that to say that you love the Kid Leroy Justin Bieber song <laughs> "Stay." You and you like the bubble and you like the bubble butt guy on TikTok <laughs> who danced to it. Tanner sometimes introduces me to TikToks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised you even had TikTok on your phone. <laughs> no, I didn't have it. I watched a YouTube of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess I'm not surprised by that. But um. But I texted you because you're a big Phantom Menace fan, and yeah. uh, I finally like. So Cyril, like, is this all started with a, a Star Wars shirt, like a, months ago? It's, Cyril had this like my child, my human child, had this like. Yeah. A, a friend had had given us like hand me down shirts that were probably hand me downs of hand me downs of hand me downs, and he has this shirt that's like from the fucking seventies. That like okay. has like all of the cast of Empire Strikes Back on it, and he was like, "Who are these fucking Lando?" Guys? I I you know yeah Lando's on is Lando it. on it? Nyan Numb? I can't. I don't think Nyan Numb is on it. <laughs> you don't think Nyan Numb is on? He's a pretty no. important character. <laughs> Not in really. Empire Strikes Back. You don't. But Cyril's like, "Who are these guys?" Well, Bo- Boba Fett. I can't talk to. I can't. I just let Do you me have tell the it. shirt. Do you have the shirt? Can I'm not going to go wake up the child. Let me tell you the story in the way I need to tell it. Um, but you, people know this because we've talked about Star Wars and Cyril a lot on the show. But that Lobot? The, uh, no, is Lobot, Lobot on is the not shirt? In it. Do you know who Lobot is? Yes, it's the guy who like who like points with both his fingers to say that like it's this way on Cloud City, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So I don't fucking try to question me. Anyway, that so people know this, but my child is obsessed, has become obsessed with Star Wars. But just like just from this one shirt, and like I bought him a bunch of Star Wars figurines for his birthday, and he's just like he's like all Star Wars all the time. Yeah, but I don't want to show him Star Wars because I think he's too young to understand it and in, and like appreciate it as a movie. Okay, right, sure, that's fair. Uh, and I there's a, I think there's a lot of consternation yeah. with Star Wars dads about when and how to introduce when their children and how to is the right time to introduce him to a new hope. But like it's like all he talks about. Like he like yeah. at school. Like I took him to school today, and his teacher Miss Becca was there, and like you know they take his temperature to like before he can be admitted into the school and so texas miss becca just like she saw me approaching she was we like, we left that behind months okay, ago well let me just say this she saw here in the elysian shores of connecticut she saw us approaching she was like oh hi jack and then she turned to cyril she was like hey Django fett <laughs> oh, okay he goes by Django fett now <laughs> he goes by Django fett at school but it's like that's so confusing because <laughs> is Django fett a big player in the phantom menace no I, mean, I think of him as an Attack on the Clones. No, but guy. this is attack my point. Attack of the Clones guy. I, this is. I'm still getting to this Phantom Menace. Sure. Sorry. Sorry. As soon as you start to mention Star yeah. Wars characters by name, yeah, he's immersed. You you've set me I, off. I'm I'm like hyper aware that we like many minutes have gone by without us talking about this book. No, but it's like, this is important though. <laughs> Uh, so he's like fully immersed in this universe, but he's never seen anything that is like an actual Star Wars property. Apart from, right. like, I'll sometimes show him clips on YouTube. Right. And then I realized I could maybe, like, solve my moral dilemma, cut the Gordian knot, as it were. Like King Solomon. By, that's not King Solomon, but by, like, um, it's Alexander the Great. Uh, okay. By, like, he can watch Phantom Menace, which is, like, full of Star Wars shit, but it, 
it I don't care if he gets the full like um, like emotional heft <laughs> of a You're not worried menace. about the reveal. I'm not worried about spoiling the big reveal. There's nothing to spoil. There is a big thing to spoil. <laughs> There's nothing to spoil. Anakin Skywalker. He hasn't put it together, man. I swear to God he hasn't I guess put it together. This is actually you I think you've sort of cracked the code a little bit. It's like <laughs> Show them the prequel trilogy yeah. when they're too young to really understand what it all means. Yeah, because then the reveal of Luca, I am your father, is still pretty. He hasn't impactful. put it together. He's like, he, here's what he knows. He knows that Anakin is uh, the little kid in Phantom Menace. He knows sure. that when Darth Vader takes his helmet off, he's call, also called Anakin. Okay, sure. He has not put. Anything it's else? It's a common name. He has, it's a common <laughs> name. Anything else it's like together? Steve. In any meaningful yeah. way? <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, this has been. But he likes Django Fett. Now. Dad talk, hasn't it? That's cool. He's, it's cool to like. He Django wants to be Fett. Django. That's Fett. like. Yeah. Yep. That yeah. He's he has decided that he's Django Fett. And like when he, I put him to bed today, he was like, he was like, okay, the Mandalorian. I'm going to slave one for the night. <laughs> I was like, all right, dude, you've never seen any of these fucking movies. You just, like, pick stuff up, like, random stuff up about Star Because he's always asking me. He's like, what does Django Fett ride in? I was like, I don't, it's probably Slave One or some version of it. That's, like, God, it's not Slave. <laughs> that's Boba Fett, idiot. I know Boba Fett does, but where do you think he got it from? Probably his dad. Well, his dad died when he was a kid. Okay, but that's So probably not. Well, he rides in a ship that looks surprisingly like fucking Slave One in a Phantom Menace. Maybe it is a Slave yeah, One. So, I don't know. Okay. In Clone don't One. Know. In Attack of the Clones. Your son might be. This is not a Star Wars podcast. Is it not? No. Okay. Should we do one? This is probably. This has been Dad Talk. Dad Talk. Um, we should, like, read this whole book. Let's get vulnerable. Let's get vulnerable with each other. I love this book. I have I have no reason to be stalling as much as I am. I love this book and I want to talk about let's it. Let's be vulnerable. I had so much fun reading this book. What'd you say? Let's be vulnerable with each other. Oh, let's be vulnerable. I learned it from this book. The man in this book is so vulnerable and so like open with his feelings. I've never it's open, he's sensitive, seen anything he's caring. like it. I just like yeah. it's like beyond my ability when to When someone says to him, "Hey, you're not doing enough." He says, He's like, tell me how I can like, do it. He's like, oh, more. I think I must have fucked up. It's fucking wild. Like, I, I like. It's not a side of you I'm used to. Every time I confront you about something, you're like, shut up. Yeah, it makes me so angry and defensive anytime anyone criticizes me. Every time I'm like, hey, you're literally late to everything yeah. we do together. You're like, shut up, wiener. Let me, let me uh, clarify when I said let's get vulnerable with each other. Uh, what I. You don't want to be honest. I didn't mean let's say things that annoy you about me <laughs> no let's let's have a dialogue give me an opportunity to become vulnerable let's have a dialogue <laughs> but he here's some of the stuff i want you to be vulnerable <laughs> that's not yeah that's such that's such taking the wrong lesson like yeah i'm gonna now <laughs> man this book really fucking showed me what it's like to be vulnerable it empowered me. like i'm gonna go and tell my friends what i want them to be vulnerable <laughs> Um, it's not, we should talk about, let's, there's so much to talk about. We should talk about Pietas. 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 It's a big part of the Aeneid. I brought my, um. Oh, Jesus. He just stood up to, I assume, go get his copy of the Aeneid. I've got them both. Yep. <laughs> what is it? That's the English and the Greek? It's not fucking Greek. Latin? Yeah. I've got it in Latin and I've got a, a prose translation. 
by David West, one of the great translators. Can I be vulnerable with you for a second? I have something I need to tell you. Okay, tell me. And I don't know what it's going to do to our friendship. We've got to say about the book, though, but yes. I've never read the Aeneid. What? I've never read the Aeneid. And in fact, you know, here's everything I know about Virgil. Yeah. He was in... um, Dante? Dante's Inferno. (laughs) That's pretty good. I mean, like, it wasn't actually him. Dante's Inferno is fanfic of the Aeneid. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's from actually no the a- it's not a- fanfic of, the a- of Aeneid it's fanfic of the author of the Aeneid which is Virgil yeah which is Virgil who helped Dante yeah what's the main character of Dante's Inferno called Dante nel mezzo di cammin di nostra vita mi ritrovai in una selva oscura it helped Don- he helped Dante he nav- he he was Dante's tour guide through hell. Yeah, I in the middle way of my life, I found myself in a dark wood um, where the correct way had been lost, and that's Dante. and And the person who helps to guide him is Virgil. Virgil, the author of the Aeneid. That, that's getting we're getting removed. I think the Aeneid speaks with this text in a useful way. That is something that we can definitely explore. Uh, can I ask a very quick question? Yeah, and then we will get back to the text. Yeah, uh, your thesis. My thesis, yeah. Uh, Your yeah. dissertation. Mm-hmm. Did, was the Aeneid or the, uh, Virgil involved in any way? No. Were they quoted or... Okay, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're in the clear. <laughs> yeah, my thesis is on a Greek novel. Yeah, and this is a Greek novel. It's Aeneid fucking Greek. Roman. It's Latin. And it was a poem. Uh, yes, yes. It's all about the Aeneid. It's all about, it's all about Virgil. Well, it's not. You're just like Lucas's parents. Look at you. You're like, it's not... It's not Aeneid enough. Is his name Lucas? Yes. Or Anus. Book Anus would never. His name is Marcus. Marcus. Yes. And that's what I meant. Yeah. I think I told your wife that it was Lucas. Yeah. And, and I heard Lucas her saying the times. wrong name of the um, woman as well, which I also assume came from you. Her name is April. Right. And what did I say? Alex? Yeah. You said Alice. That's his best friend. Yeah. So he plays Cupid. This is going off the fucking rails. Look, guys, this is a fun book. It's, fu- it's, like, it's like fanfic all the way down. Because yeah. it's like fanfic of fanfic of fanfic. Yeah. And it's fun. It's like a fun concept. And like they do a pretty good thing where like there could be a bad version of this book where it's too much wish fulfillment and she's like the power dynamic between them is too great a gulf because he's like a handsome mus- muscle movie star movie star. And she's like. A biggest uh, fan uh, f- who's like, like a Tumblr girl, but they do a good job of being like her fanfic is really fucking good, and he's also like super into fanfic, and in fact, but his, his fanfic is like the way the way that he can express his authentic self, which he's not otherwise able to express. Right, and he has dyslexia, so yeah. he's actually he's he is the the underdog in this story, and he does not know about how him to love being himself. a big. Because he's got these yeah, he does not love nerdy fucking parents who are like obsessed with like the like they think that this dramatization of the Aeneid is un is it's it's a bastardization sophomoric. and it is, it does seem like it is yeah <laughs> um he does know how to love himself he describes it several times how he talks about fisting his cock he quite does a bit. say that a, a a good deal. Yes. Yeah. I've noticed that. And I'm sorry for the blue language at this point. Yeah. He does mention, he uses that phrase. 
Yeah, fisting his fisting cock. his cock. I think. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think it's, he likes to think about his girlfriend April while he fists his cock, and I don't know if that means he's. I, uh, sorry, a, let me back up. Okay, I think of fisting. The traditional it. definition I, of the, not of actually, the word what fisting. What I would think is not, we could not. Okay, you don't want to talk about what he means by fisting. I don't his cock? want to. Okay. Yeah. Let's move on. I th- yeah, I think that it's maybe a writer looking for colorful language to describe the act of making masturbation. Fi- yeah, th- there you go. Thank you. Yes. Whew. Um, yes. What do I like to talk about? Let's see. You've really thrown me off. You've really thrown me off. Yeah, my wife come in. Really you made me talk off. about yeah, you're Jar Jar Banks and then <laughs> We're almost halfway done with the episode. You're, you're looking at you. You're like floundering. You're like stumbling. It took me like seven hours to read this book today. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I warned you. We talked two days ago, and yeah. I was like, "You're gonna want to get ahead of this one. It's a little longer than our usual fare." I spent a. And you're lot. like, "Oh, I, look at me! I can read fast." Can I tell you a story that's like only tangentially related to this novel? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I'll read you a passage first. Okay. So, like the, the one of the things about Marcus, the um, the male protagonist of this novel, is that he like he has dyslexia and um, he has to play this like dumb. I don't know how much my wife explained to you, but like he has to play this dumbhead role in public. Yeah. He acts like he's a dumb movie star. Golden partially Retriever to, is like, what he calls himself. Get back at his parents and partially he just, just placates others. He just like doesn't, you know, like, I don't know. He's just got some, a lot of, he's got a complex. He doesn't, Yeah. he's not able to see himself as the smart, intelligent person that he is. Yep. Yep. Um, and so he plays this golden retriever dumbass. And then they're talking about this famous video where s- someone uh, tried to make him read and he felt like he looked dumb. Both times she'd studied Marcus as the host handed him a book with small text and asked him to read a steamy bit aloud. That sounds like us, doesn't it? On live Mm. television, without warning, with, as she now knew, dyslexia, which he'd been taught to consider a defining weakness and source of shame. Still, he tried, stumbling over the words until the host and audience had laughed uncomfortably and the show broke for commercials. A few comments beneath that video had speculated he was drunk, but the group consensus had coalesced quickly. Stupid. Not hammered. Why is their IQ always the inverse of their fuckability? Read one comment. Wow. Tell me about it. But my reaction to this was very much like, why didn't his agent or handler stop this in its tracks? And the reason that I had that reaction is because I have been the interviewer in that situation. You've been the guy. I've been the guy who tried to do the thing and exploit someone's weakness. Well, I didn't realize it. Are you familiar with the television program Doctor Who? Yes, I've um, seen it. I've actually um, recorded uh, interstitials for BBC America. Oh, yeah, with me. Alongside <laughs> with uh, one of my closest friends. <laughs> yeah. I um, I interviewed the cast of Doctor Who mm-hmm. uh, a couple times back in the book. Remind me again, who introduced you to Doctor Who? I was not you, man. Probably my dad in the fucking 80s. But I think you may have persuaded me to watch the new incarnation of it with uh, David. With, no, before David. With Chris. I think Chris Eccleston. Chris Eccleston. I interviewed the actors, Karen Gillen and uh, Matt Smith for the yeah. company that we worked at that was a major media company. And we had this like cool idea because Matt Smith famously wears a bow tie. 
No, no, he doesn't. Doctor Who famously wears a bow tie. Okay, I'm sorry. Doctor Who famously wears a I guess, like, having read this book, I should be hyper aware of the, <laughs> you know, like, we are not the, the parts we play is one of the messages right. of this novel. Uh, Doctor Who, when he's played by Matt Smith, wears a bow tie. Right. Like, I get nervous before this type of thing. Like, I overprepare sure, for this who doesn't? type of shit. Like, I am, like, I'm not a natural, like... I'm not naturally comfortable. And it was also like a show I really liked. So I was like a fan of it and I was excited to meet this person. So like I spent a lot of time with um, our video person who actually came up with this idea, like coming up with the perfect thing. We were like, oh, what will get Matt Smith to um, like do a quick instructional video of like how to tie a bow tie? Oh, that's good. And that'll be like perfect. That's fucking, it's like gold. That's gold. Right. And I was like, great. So like, we went and bought a bow tie and went into the headquarters of BBC America, like super excited. And then like we were like waiting for the talent to come out and then like some like fucking BBC America functionary <laughs> walked out and was like, hey, uh, so we won't be doing the bow tie idea, but uh, you can ask any questions you want. And I was like, what? What? Like, <laughs> this is like our, this is what we're here for. Is the question you asked, can you tie a bow tie? Yeah, that was like all we had prepared. I was like, what do you want me to fucking do? Like, I'm not going to ask him about like, are the Daleks real? You know, like what Like, what do you want me to fucking say? I don't know. And then eventually, like after a bunch of back and forth, I was like, come on, please. Like eventually, like someone came out and it was like his agent and they were like, Matt doesn't know how to tie a bow tie. Obviously. <laughs> Very clearly. And we're not going to fucking do it. He has a team of, of <laughs> people who know how to do that for him. Anyway, we had them read celebrity tweets in American accents and it was really funny and there's a video of it. That's my story. Um, we haven't talked about this book much. Do you want to take a break and Not come back a and lot, say even some though, stuff about it? Even though it is a very good book yeah. and I'm excited to talk about it. No, I, <laughs> we haven't talked about it much. Should we take a break? Yeah. Okay. We'll be back in a minute. Yeah. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hmm. What would I do with an extra hour in my day? Very interesting question, BetterHelp. Hello, everyone. This is Evil Tanner. I'm like regular Tanner, except evil. Our sponsor, BetterHelp, has put a little prompt here in the copy for us. What would you do with an extra hour in your day? My own website, which only exists on the dark web, of course, uh, wetterhelp.com, could use a little help. So I would probably use that hour to do a whole bunch, like just flood Facebook with one like, one prayer. Please go donate to my GoFundMe. I need to bring my website, wetterhelp.com, back from the brink. Betterhelp.com, they feel like there's a little bit of uh, infringement. I said, well, you know, we're on the dark web. You guys are on the surface web. Our whole thing is like getting people wet who don't want to be wet. So it's like stepping in a puddle or like sitting on a bench that's wet. That's us. Like that's what we do. Share this with a friend, one like, one prayer. I will follow through on the like prayer stuff too. I will be praying all night. I would use today's sponsor, betterhelp.com. Um, of course, I can't. I am evil Tanner. I can only use the deep web. We do have a deep web version of betterhelp.com. Um, it's called worsehelp.com. It's not good, but I think betterhelp.com is great from everything I've heard. Convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist. You can switch at any time, no additional charge. Uh, go check it out. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash bedfellows to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bedfellows. See you there. Well, not me, but 
Have fun. Um, they talk about in this book, um, what are they? I can't even remember what specifically they're talking about. But they talk. Lots of they, stuff. they briefly mention uh, the concept of a freebie list. Freebie list. Yes, I think it's. Um... That's the one. He directed a pained grimace at the heavens. He's on her freebie list. Every time we stream an episode, she's always very insistent about that. I think they're talking about how handsome Marcus is. Marcus is. Yeah. yeah. I don't so remember I thought, who this is though. We could build. I think it's coworkers of of April. Yeah. We could build our own. Um, ultimate freebie list yes a freebie list no i'm i'm very faithful my wife i know but that's what freebie list is it's it's a little bit naughty huh it's a little bit naughty (laughs) Um, i've got one i've got mine just fucking queued up you want to hear oh you've already developed i thought i was thinking about it while i was um while i read this passage and uh, yeah just it just kind of came out so i'll do my four and then you can do your four okay perfect okay should we alternate no Okay. Okay, ready? Yeah. Count Chocula. Okay. Count Duckula. They're all counts. Darkwing Duck. Mm, it's like an SAT problem now. <laughs> Winona Ryder. <laughs> Let me see if I can make the connection. Oh, I should say three of them have to be from the Duckiverse. Oh, they have to be... F- three of them th- from the freebie... Okay, now you do yours. Now you've confused me because... Oh yeah, Count Chocula is Count Chocula or Winona Ryder from the Duck. <laughs> Two of them have to be from the Duckiverse. <laughs> One of them has to be from the Choc- verse. Okay, let me think. Let me think. Launch. Okay, and then Here's one mine. of them is just free. Here's mine. <laughs> I should say. I just. I don't want to get canceled. I know that Count Chocula is not from the Duckiverse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what's gonna get you finally canceled. Yeah. <laughs> um, who's the sexy goth duck? Uh, Do you uh, remember? Yeah, yeah. In Ducktales, Elvira. I'm searching. No, Elvira's weirdly. Elvira is Donald Duck's mother, and <laughs> she's she's better known as Grandma Duck. So that's not okay, her. That's not who I'm thinking of. But she's in the Ducktales uh, game. Here, let me she's... let me search Darkwing Duck. Yeah. Enemies. Okay, perfect. Sorry, I didn't realize I didn't come prepared for this segment. <laughs> I didn't realize two of them would have to be from the Duckiverse, and one of them has to be from the Chocolaverse. Okay, well that's easy. It's going to be, and then Frank you can and pick one, and then you just pick. Then you get a freebie, freebie. Well, my number one is Frankenberry. Okay. <laughs> Obviously. Boo-berry? No, and there's a the werewolf one. Here's my worry. Here's you want to know my honest concern with Booberry and why I didn't say Booberry? Yeah, you don't want to fuck a ghost. I would worry that I could see my ding dong, <laughs> like th- through. Yeah, that would be him, distracting, and that <laughs> would be like I. I don't know if I could handle yep. that. That's mm-hmm. that's too real. Um. So Booberry, no, not Booberry. Frankenberry, Frankenberry is my um Chocolateverse. Magica dispel. Okay. Yes. Is my. Uh, sexy Duckiverse character. She is by far, and how embarrassing for you that I managed to choose by far the sexiest Duckiverse character. Count Duckula. You didn't even think about her. And then my second one is obviously Launchpad McQuack. <laughs> <laughs> and now you can pick a freebie, freebie. Anyone, um, anyone in the world. I picked anyone. Winona. Yeah, Winona Ryder was yours, huh? 
Wow, I really stumped him. I really stumped I'm just him. thinking. I'm trying to decide between Cortana from Halo <laughs> or... Wow. It took you no seconds to get to Launchpad McQuack. I mean, the, the <laughs> Duckover stuff was so easy. <laughs> like, it's obviously the hunkiest dude and the hunkiest lady yeah, from the yeah. Duckverse, right? And the only <laughs> conscionable... <laughs> Chocolaverse uh, character, the only one that where where I couldn't, well, that wasn't claimed by you, and that I couldn't see my yeah. penis <laughs> through his like incorporeal being. Yeah, but now that you're making me think about real people, yeah, do I have to just choose one? Yeah, one. Uh, you get one other freebie if you ever run into Frank Berry or Launchpad McQuack or the sexy duck from Darkwing Duck. No questions asked. Jamie won't even be mad. And then yeah, there's one let's other just say, person. Let's just world. say Cortana from Halo. Okay, it's Cortana from Halo. The, well, no, s- s- let me stop there. Because <laughs> Cortana's like an AI. Okay. And she she manifests in the physical plane as like a sort of see through. Oh no, that's and your I, worst nightmare. <laughs> my concern there would maybe be that I could see my you could see your ding ding dong yeah. through her while we were doing. Intercourse. Yeah. It's it's too hard. It's too hard to pick. It's too hard to settle on one. Does it have to be a real person? It could be a fictional person. Um, it could be whoever you want in the wide universe. Oh, you know who it's going to be? Oh. It's going to be those giant fairy ladies from Zelda Breath of the Wild. Okay. The Can I send you a they picture? They make that funny noise. I'd rather you not because it's it's an audio medium, and so it does nothing for our audience, and that's my primary concern here. So me, well, they all know. Well, they all know a, what they look a, like. Little interest. Um, should we talk about? Um, look at this. Oh, yama mama, rock me to bed, rock me to sleep. Don't you think that it's doubly interesting that this novel is about? Fan Gobble me up. Hey, and look at this. Look at what I just said. Development of a community Gobble around me up, mommy. fan fiction, especially in the context of. Do you see it? Do you see the, the picture I see? What the Aeneid was to contemporary readers and certainly in Virgil's imagination. Do you see the picture? Do, do, why don't you answer my question while I look at the picture? It's a giant, a kind of pixelated angel creature who's <laughs> <laughs> sprinkling fairy dust on Link, and she mm. looks pretty sexy. But yeah. now respond to the what I said. Tanner, stop Googling angels from Link and respond to what I said. It was quite an insightful comment. Do you want me? Would you like ah. me to try to say it again? What are you doing? Please don't make me fill dead air. It's my ah. least favorite thing. <laughs> Especially when I've asked you a question. Sorry, what are you doing? Ahead. I was going to find a meme to send to you. Perfect. (laughs) Shall I ask you the question again? Yeah. While you look for the meme. Yeah. Don't you think that it's interesting um, the way that this novel addresses the the commons, the the way Uh, that you know I have no opinion on this, Jack. Let me at least say it. Are the stories that we tell to each other belong to the commons, Mm -hmm. right? And the Aeneid, and that's what this book is about, right? It's like how much do these stories that we experience together belong to us as people? And can we as a community create our own stories that are just as viable 
around these sort of er stories or do like do they all belong to like fucking big corporate fucking game of thrones or whatever or do they belong to us and isn't that interesting given that they chose that olivia dade chose the aeneid to be the central story that she's talking about when the aeneid itself was conceived by virgil as being like i want to create this great uh, history for Rome because Rome doesn't have one. The Greeks have the Odyssey and the Iliad, but you know I'm going to create this story that we can all share in. You don't really fuck me up. Was this entire book? Yeah, it's like obviously a Game of Thrones allegory. Yeah, and then at one point Olivia Dade's like she mentions it. She's like, oh, we don't want like a Game of Thrones situation where they fucked up the last season. Yeah, so no, it's clearly because it's like the books. It's not. It's not based on Virgil. It's based on this author called E. Wade, who is like, who's already mediated Virgil. And this actually speaks to my point really well, right? It's like fanfic. God, I found upon, it. I finally found it. I'm so glad you found the meme. But it's like fanfic upon fanfic upon fanfic because like this author E. Wade has taken Virgil's epic and mediated it through her own mind and created this great book series that has then been mediated again but much like game of he sent me a fucking meme i hope this is good i swear to god i hope this is good okay (laughs) it's it's the same picture of the uh sexy fairy uh casting her magical uh fairy dust upon link and then there's a a picture of a a bro let me send you i'll send you the full meme for the context please don't underneath called big jb21 and he's written god i wish that were me and i appreciate the use of this subjunctive and i don't what you've sent me another meme with the same guy's name that's what he's originally referencing okay the image he's originally referencing i can't i can't this is a a giant it's a giant audio medium (sighs) please don't look up giantess memes I'm trying to say something pretty interesting. I know, but it wasn't all that interesting, was it? It was. I'm sorry, were it? (laughs) It was interesting. Um, What have we... uh, Have we talked about pietas? Uh, Pietas is potatoes in Latin. (laughs) No, it's like, it's the... um, it's it's what's going Let's on. Let's talk about animal blindness. With Aeneas. It's catching. Okay, animal blindness. It came up a couple of episodes ago um, when... I think uh, Sarah McLean. A, a Scott in the Dark. Uh, yeah. The author Sarah McLean is... This is a plague. Part. Yeah. It's a plague that's spreading across the romance author community. Yeah. Where they just don't know what animals they are. They can't tell animals apart. They can't tell animals apart. Let yeah. me read a passage. Okay, please. April protagonist of this book is a geologist yeah she loves rocks yeah let's get some coffee and look at some rocks Mm -hmm. marcus groaned in mock torment but took her hand and allowed her to lead him towards the coffee bar some of them will be shiny she sing-songed then she reached her free hand to tug a strand of his hair as they stood in line just like you He glanced at his sneakers for a moment. A pretty face, Ron had said. We couldn't have found prettier. That's the showrunners. Yeah, Ron and Don. I don't remember. We'll get to them later. Despite my years in the dirt, I have a weakness for shiny things. I'm a magpie, really. She flicked her earlobe, where looping strands of silver cascaded to her shoulders. she's not. She's not a magpie. She's a person. 
She's a person. Yeah. Olivia. Yeah, you're completely wrong. Olivia? A magpie is a bird. It's a kind of bird. <laughs> it's not a person at all. Yeah, it's not. You're a, so off. Olivia. Here. And I, I hate to give you notes, and I'm I'm really, really, really. We really liked your, your editor. Book. I feel like your editor even even at a like a spot pass. Yeah, probably could have spotted that one. That's yeah. an error. Uh, that's a kind of bird. And I think it's because you have animal blindness. And yeah. don't worry, this it's, is not. It's your afflicting fault. the whole community. <laughs> it's a it's a systemic problem within the romance community. Yeah, you've got animal blindness. Your character's not a magpie. She's a. Um, She's a person. Yeah. What else? Do you, should we do our burns? You want to do a burn already? Well, sure. That's perfect because it. it um, my burn is about Ron and RJ. <gasps> okay. It's our burn of the week where we do burns. Um, you can go first. There's um. There's a group text. Yeah, there's a funny group text between all of the guys on the show, and they're all, <laughs> there's like, everyone on the show is funny and fun, and they have a fun group text, but there's, it's like, it's it's very much like real office place dynamics. It felt very relatable to me, because there's like, <laughs> there's like one, one guy who's like the guy who plays Jupiter, who just like doesn't fucking get it, and he's a fucking pill. His name is Ian. He turns out to be the, the, the yeah. villain. Yeah, he's kind of a villain in this. I'm just going to read the whole group text. Yeah. Kara, surprise, surprise, motherfuckers. Jesus. Kara. Okay. Ron and RJ officially backed out of Con of the Gates, citing too heavy workload. That's the screenwriters. Too heavy workload, my sweet ass. Alex. That's Cupid. I'm assuming they mean the workload for their Starfighters project, since they were nowhere to be found on our set this last season. That's funny. It's, that's what the Game of Thrones Season 8 guys were working on. They were working on Star Wars. Alex, except in front of the cameras, naturally, for special features and interviews highlighting their genius and dedication. Maria, well, they certainly weren't working on our scripts. Ian, they were around plenty, whiners. That's the dork. That's the Peter. Loser. More tuna hallucinations. Poor Ian. He eats a lot of fish. That's a real through line. Is he? He's because he's trying to bulk up, so he eats a lot of fish, and that's the only they. Uh, anytime he says anything, they make do fish jokes at him. Yeah, Peter. More tuna hallucinations. Poor Ian. Peter. It's a shame everyone will miss Ron and RJ's session. The art and science of failing upward as cishet white guys and the burns okay. on us. It's us, isn't it? And that was a, I wasn't expecting that. I thought it was going to be a, a fish joke on Ian that we could all laugh at, but it's a joke on me specifically and you. Us. It's two and two it's cishet white guys. Failing upwards. Managed to fail upwards their entire career and lives. Yeah, and it's actually harder than it looks. So That's my burn. Good. You burned us pretty good, Tanner. Well, Peter burned us pretty good. Uh, I got a burn. It's also a burn on a, a cishet. I don't like saying it, but I've, it's a burn on a cishet white guy. I know. You gave me a lot of shit the other day for saying it, but that's what it's what we're all saying. Yeah, everybody's saying it. This book made me feel a little bit old. Is that <laughs> yeah. okay to say? Is that you okay are a little say? bit old. It, but it's like a little bit is the right. Jack, qual- it's about embracing your truth. This no, whole book is about embracing your truth. This whole book is about authenticity. No, exactly. Accepting about, who you are and not backing down. It's about who your authentic down. self is. They're, like, Accept it. You're 40 what? Two? No. Marcus. Um, Jesus. Are you 42? I said no. 41? I said no. Marcus is. Um, Marcus is. Mid 40s. 
his himself uh the actor but he's also this character but he's also this like fanfic person and it's like yes. who's his authentic self and the book is about and you know Bond. she's actually like she's already kind of done her journey early on because she's not being her authentic self which is someone who likes fanfic she's a very serious and impressive geologist but she likes yeah. fanfic yeah. Um, and doing cosplay and stuff, and she can't do that in her job. So he, she quits her job early on in the book in order to have a lower-paying job where she feels like she can embrace her authentic self. Yes. And that's what this journey is about. And this is us embracing our authentic selves as well. And I'm learning that, and I've learned that, and I'm learning it. And yeah. I've got to embrace my – why am I I'm talking a, about it? I'm a cishet white man. Stop saying it. <laughs> and I'm oh, – I won't I, – I probably won't say that I'm proud of that. Yeah, there's a lot of that's loaded. It becomes loaded then. I'm gonna do a burn on this guy. I'm ashamed of that. No, no, I don't want to talk about it. Also, not good. Okay. Yeah, just don't. Uh, Yeah, it's a minefield. What a tricky (laughs) wicket. Yeah, you can't be anything about it. (laughs) Let me just say, um, um, let me say this: this, Joe Rogan's podcast. All of a sudden, (laughs) please, please. Why do you like? Why do you do this to me? Back you into a corner. It's not even just back me into the to a corner. It's like we have a perfectly reasonable conversation it's about shove that. you into a corner, and then you're like, let's keep, let's just keep fucking picking at it until <laughs> until we this have nowhere why, left to go. Why, this is why I look at you. I'm now we're vulnerable. I've stripped you down. We're vulnerable with each yeah. other now, and yeah. I feel ready to open up to you. <laughs> I've made you raw. You're like a raw nerve. Yeah. I like I I identify with the parents in this book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would. They're like, like Greek scholars who like or sorry, Latin scholars. No, one of them's a Greek scholar and one of them's a Latin scholar and they have an argument about it and I was like, "Oh, I would be on the side of the Greek scholar." <laughs> but like God, do you wish you had a podcast with a Latin scholar? Yeah. So that you could, you could just talk about, like, antiquity all day? Yeah, but, like, I identify with them, but I also... Because I'm being vulnerable now. I, like... I wouldn't be like them. Like, I very specifically don't... Because I'm like that, I don't want to be like that for my child. I was like, this is a cautionary <laughs> What about tale. your friend who you subject to your... You your, can uh, handle dissertation? it. <laughs> can I? Yeah. <laughs> But I'm not gonna be like that for my child. That's why I'm like, yeah, motherfucker, let's watch the fucking Phantom Menace. You're just slowly, slowly introducing him to (laughs) Greek epics, right? One of these days, he's gonna be. This is a thing. This is a thing that you'll learn as a parent, Uh, dear bed pots. If you're not already a parent, uh, if and if you ever hope to become one, the thing that you're gonna do to your kid is you're going to spend your whole parent early parenthood trying not to fuck them up in the way that your parents fucked you up right and then what's going to end up happening is you fuck them up in the opposite way because you overcorrected and so cyril's going to be like dad like why didn't you push me harder to learn latin to learn greek and latin and you were always just like yeah embrace your bliss man watch fucking phantom menace like i you know whatever i love you no matter what and like right. i could have been something and i'm really like fuck i overcorrected 
I think my concern is that I am so dead set on not imprinting on Miles. Yeah. That I am letting him imprint on me, and I am way too into the Cars universe. Okay. Yeah. Among <laughs> okay. like many other things. No, that's you know? true. Like, that's and I think that's good. I'm like I. I like Star Wars, but it's not like the only thing I want to talk about. <laughs> right, right. Can I say I my don't burn? just want to listen to the car soundtrack every we time got, we get in the car to drive to school. We got vulnerable with each other, didn't we? This sure. book really opened us up. Can I say my burn? Yeah. Um. So they're talking about um when he decided to be like the golden retriever, like dumbass in yes. public, and he gave up, and it was when his parents like belittled him and thought that he was bad at life because he wasn't like a greek scholar yep you gave up she repeated his own words breath held against the possibilities contained in that phrase i'd always been a good mimic he said i practiced myself in my room i had my parents down cold by then that pompous guy from all the historical documentaries my parents loved too and i think that's a burn on simon shama (laughs) very specifically He's like a British documentarian. Simon Shama is it's like a deep cut for this is a deep cut for the Shama heads out there. I'm a I'm a Shama head. He's a British um he's a British uh historian, historian who's on literally all of the documentaries and it's like a very deep burn on Simon Shama specifically. Who as far as he I know He looks like a friendly man. Done nothing wrong. Yeah. <laughs> He looks nice. All right, Daddy, take the wheel. You take the wheel because we've got we've got three segments we have to do. We got to do all three segments in ten minutes. We have to do Love and Time of Horses. We got to do Two Prude Dudes, and we got to do the Moe's Scale. I want to talk about Girth Check. Okay, real quick, and I and had so an idea a, for girth that's a fourth check. segment we have to do. Okay, in ten minutes, go. Have you ever seen Top Gear? It's another British TV Top show. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's with three um, um, Joey from Friends talking about no British one. I know Joey from Friends is in it famously. The British one? Yeah, he he like hosted it after like one of the guys got canceled. They brought in Joey from Friends to do it. <laughs> okay. That's what I was going to say. One of the guys is an asshole and he got canceled. The other two are also assholes. Anyway, in Top Gear, they bring on celebrities to do a race on their race course. Yeah. And they put a big board up where they put the times of the celebrities on to say yeah. like, oh, Patrick Stewart was faster than matt smith you know okay. that kind of thing yeah so i was thinking we could do that for girth check just like put a big leaderboard up yeah. to sort of clock where every male protagonist um how long that dong the, the the size of their penis is yeah we can start doing that now i'm not going to retroactively go back and put everyone who has participated okay. in girth check on the board okay but let's let's talk about lucas's dick okay and, and his name is marcus marcus Urging her down onto the sofa, he tugged off her lounge pants and panties and spread her pale, round thighs. He stroked down those thighs, then slowly back up, watching every inch of flesh pass beneath his hands. Her voice was choked. My goodness. Sorry, choked. My goodness, Grandma. What big... As he knelt close, gaze hot on his fingers, toying between her legs. Her breath caught in a whimper. Eyes you have. Okay. And I think for this week's girth check, it's pretty evident that one of the least impressive features of him is his... Oh, okay. So she says, what big? If she says, what big? And, then and she's she holds, like ca- suddenly casting about to see, like, what can I say is big? And then she's like... Uh. 
Eyes, you have. Eyes, yeah. I love his eyes, man. He's got a huge fucking eyes, man. Big eyes. And yeah, but is, not is, notably. Is Marcus everything they say he is? Yeah, he's got a huge um, uh, eye and eyeball. a huge other eye, and they're both pretty large. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so okay. I think notably he does not have a big okay. penis, so we'll and that's fine. On the, and that's the, fine. We're not here. We're not client. casting judgment. We don't cast we're, judgment we're, in Gurdjieff. We're, we're, we're just bingus we're, butchers. We're bingus butchers. <laughs> so... Okay, so, so we're we'll gonna put him, put him on, the at, on the big leaderboard. We'll probably put him near the bottom. Near the bottom. Okay, that's great for now. Okay, yeah. that's useful. Okay, we've got three more segments. We have two minutes left to do all of them. Yep. Yep. Um, I actually, fortunately, captured an extremely uh, quick two prude dudes segment. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So we can just quickly bang that one out. Let's get started. Uh, two prude dudes is when, uh, as you all know, you all listen to this show while you're at the dinner table with your families and your grandma. And uh, so we try to read the sexy parts, but we try to sanitize them in a way that everyone can enjoy it. And let's do that with this section that I captured that's pretty quick. Ready? Yeah. Well, we've already been talking about fanfic a lot. Yeah, so we're going to fanfic this, but we're going to, you know, clean it up a little bit. Yeah. Use that word again. She whispered in his ear minutes later as he pressed his open mouth against her neck. We can't have that. And moved nope. above her inside her. We absolutely can't have that. Nope. Um, pushed his open TARDIS. That's Doctor Who. As he pressed the button to open. No. Pressed his. Uh, what's the screwdriver called? Sonic screwdriver. The sonic screwdriver to open the door of the TARDIS. Okay, great. She was tight Look around. Look at us, we're fanficking. She was tight around him, trembling. So, Capture this. We'll put it on AO3. Great. Okay, she was tight around him, trembling. Uh, uh, the TARDIS. No, no, was, no, not tight around him. The TARDIS um, was not tight around her. It was actually bigger, bigger on, the, on inside. the inside. Yeah. <laughs> and also quite wet. Um, is it? Yeah, the in this one, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they could. She could tell with every thrust. I guess of the TARDIS because it's like shaking around. Yeah, it does shake a little bit. When he raised himself a bit higher, uh, uh, to climb the steps of the TARDIS and ground the, against the, her, the like control area of the TARDIS. Yeah, yeah. So the control area of the TARDIS and ground against her sex. <laughs> no, no. Uh, um, and the and ground left, against space time. Ground against space time. She gasped and closed her eyes. That seems fine. He told her the absolute truth, then hot into her ear. His teeth on her earlobe. I'm not sure that's no, okay. No, no, no. His teeth eating a crumpet. Yeah. I don't know. What <laughs> that's good. Eating. I think a crumpet is perfect. I love your, and then it's a word that begins with P that I will not say in this particular segment. I love your um, Cyberman. Um, What's a uh, let's look up Doctor Who enemies? Doctor Who terminology. Let's see if we can find one that begins with P. We used to have so much fun on the internet. What happened? I'm on the I'm on the Atlantic, reading an article called "The Doctor: A Doctor Who Glossary for Beginners." Why don't we do this anymore? I just wish we could. None of them are begin with P. (laughs) Feels like they're really trying to. They're trying to stymie us here. Okay, I've got one. I've got it. I've got it. Yes. Thank God. Okay. Uh, let's get. Let's. Get, uh, good. Good news, guys. <laughs> I've righted the ship here. Yeah. Uh, I, I love your plasma. I love your plasma vor. He said. Sure. 
the shape-changing alien that lives on the hemoglobe uh, that absorbs the blood of their victims. Yeah, we've all seen Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> I love your plasma bore. I love it when you're at work. He managed to slip a hand between the plasma bores uh, down mm-hmm. low uh, because he wasn't lasting much longer. And shit, let's not have that. And sh- and sh- sugar. Okay, that's fine. The sound she made when he rubbed her, and then it's a word that begins with C, and I I think I'm on the right page for this. I'm just going to say... Cyberman. Cyberman. <laughs> when you're at work, and then... Is it okay if I just say letters for this next sentence rather than uh, yeah, please. scandalizing people at the table? When you're at work, I F my D and think about filling your P with my F, my C, my T. And do we need to sanitize that now that you've you sort of like self-sanitized? Uh, no. Or do I we need we... to come up with a something that starts with each of those letters? Yeah, uh, I'll just do it. Uh, yeah, you do it. I've got it here. When you're at work, uh, uh, Fenric, the ancient evil alien entity from the Curse of Fenric, yeah, um, attacks my um, Dalek. Yep. And think about filling your uh, Peladonian, which appears humanoid, but despite their lack of advanced technology, is uh, admitted into the Galactic Alliance. Mm-hmm. Um, with my... Um, you're going to have to help me keep track of this sentence and whether it scans. Okay. Uh, with my future kind, the cannibalistic humanoid species with sharp teeth and warrior-like markings on their faces. Yeah, I think we're good so far. Well, how has the sentence gone so far? Read it back to It's me. good. It's good. Um, it works. It scans. It's working. It's okay. Fine. So, uh, and then the future, the future kind shows up at this point, um, and it's a pretty scary guy. And uh, what does he do? Well, he rubs the. Um, it's very unexpected, but he rubs the um, uh, plasma for again. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and. Uh, and that's it. And uh, 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 and then weirdly, the Fenric is there. Yeah, Fenric, which the, it's an the ancient evil iconic alien character. Alien. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's some good Doctor Who fanfic. Yeah, we've read. and that's uh, we did fanfic on fanfic on fanfic. And not not sexy. It's not sexy at all. And I hope you enjoyed it. I hope that sentence made a lot of sense. Uh, mm-hmm. We got just enough time to do the most scale, and fortunately, she did it for us. Um, there's a lot of diamond, Olivia, gem did. stuff. Yeah, um, and uh, there's gems and diamonds, and she's constantly comparing him to different diamonds. Is he gold? Maybe he's too soft to be gold because he's vulnerable. Maybe he's a diamond because he's beautiful. Anyway, then she finally settles, and she says this: "Oh, fool's can, gold." You can look it up on the Mo Scale. The Mo Scale, of course, is when we rate the book on how many boners it gave us, and how um, and Mo Scale is a scale of hardness. Then he saw it carefully tucked inside a pocket, cushioned from damage with newspaper. I changed my mind, she told him one Saturday as they'd stood on the cliffs above the Sutro Baths and watched the tide roll in. I thought you were a diamond, and then I thought you were gold, but none of that was quite right. Not once I knew you better. I got you a gift, she told him cheerfully, and kept digging. The sheets of newspaper crinkled as he carefully unfolded them, revealing stone, the most beautiful stone he'd ever seen. It was a rich, intense blue, speckled with white, veined in what appeared to be gold, a polished sphere, cool in his cupped hand. It's lapis lazuli. Ah, from Minecraft. With a fingertip, she tapped the stone. And so she clearly wants us to 
decide the hardness rating of this book based on her own between five and six idea, and it's lapis lazuli. And what are you saying? It's between five and six. It's on between the a, scale. a patite and orthoclase. Okay, uh, it's it's about the hardness of a knife or glass plate. That sounds about right. Um, that passage, the passage you just read me, yeah, did not make me as hard as glass plate, but no. <laughs> yeah. uh, passages in this book certainly did. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today. We're not going to do love in the time of horses. I'm very excited to dig more into it, but this was a very dense book, and we spent about 20 minutes talking about um, the fandom menace. <laughs> yeah, among other things. <laughs> Um, all, that's all the time we have for today. I would like to thank you, Tanner, so very much for bearing with me. You're welcome. I would like to thank the uh, be- bed pots and the sex bugs. Sex bugs. Very much yep. for bearing with us. Um, I would like to tell everyone, please, you got to subscribe to our Patreon. Uh, we've got two tiers. One of them, we talk about the Sweet Valley Twins books. The other one, we talk about the Babysitter's Club TV show, uh, Netflix show. It's really good. You can listen to both either or both of those shows on our Patreon, patreon.com slash BSCC podcast. Um, you can buy our merch at bit.ly slash BSCC merch. You can, of course, rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts, and you must. And please do join our Facebook page. It's called Baby Nation. All that remains is for me to say that this week we read a novel. That novel was called Spoiler Alert by Olivia Dade. We loved it. Uh, give it a fucking read. It's tons of fun. Yeah, it's really it's good. Fun. It's it's super fun. Please do read that book. And next week, I think we're going to be reading Northanger Abbey. Could be. By Jane Austen. Um, uh, famous romance You told novel. me that it's full of like hardcore sex scenes. Yeah, it's very, it's their sexiest one. It's a very it's sexy not. book. All that remains is for me to say that this week I have, of course, been Jack Alexander Shepard. My name is Tanner Greenring. Please do rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. What's happening? Well, uh, for the last eight books, you do the outro. Oh, shoot. I forgot. Um, um, (laughs) Did I forget? Yes. Yes, I did. Um, here, here we go. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to search the text for cock. (laughs) Searching, 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 searching. Here we go. Aghast, I met Jack's wide-eyed gaze. Ducking my head, I trailed my mouth up the curve. This makes no sense. Jack's (laughs) neck. You didn't prep this in advance, did you? I didn't prep it did in it. advance. I forget. I forget that this is my own segment that I have to prepare every week. You just found a dirty, dirty passage of this book. That's the bit. That's I tried the bit. to change the <laughs> names. Next week, we're going to be reading a book called Northanger Abbey. We don't have an outro this week, but Tanner's going to. He's promised himself, working on in, it. in the spirit of vulnerability, that he's going to do better. Self improvement. He's going to do, do better, better and be better. Yeah. Um. And I would like to tell you all goodbye. Goodbye. You might be childhood friends and I might drive you around the bend. But I'm sure it's crazy kids to work it out in the end. I might kiss you on the lips despite your nose. But I guess that's how it goes. Let's keep falling in love with our strange bedfellows. And the man in this is so, it's, it's, I've never met a man like that. Sure, he loves he loves Great British Bake Off, just like you. Oh, can I say something about that? Yeah. Ready? 
I'm just saying there's there's more of Marcus in you than I think you realize. I found a passage about Plus you're a hunk, right? Just like him. In the here's a passage. And me too. I have dyslexia. We're both hogs. In the end it's hunky. It's hunky to have dyslexia. In the end, April ordered yet more takeout for dinner. Steamed chicken and vegetables for Marcus, red curry with shrimp and rice for herself, and he accepted her invitation to stay the night. Cuddled together on the couch, they binge-watched an old season of his favorite British baking show until it was much too late before finally stumbling back to her bedroom. So yeah. my question is, there are, there are other ones? Besides Great British Bake Off? He watched an old season of his favorite British baking show. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a connoisseur. So that means there are I imagine ones. the success of... I mean, it's it's capitalism, right? The the success of Great British Bake Off must have spawned a lot of lookalikes. Maybe it was the other way around, and it's it would be very British for it to be the other way around, where they're like they originally did like the middling British Bake Off. <laughs> <laughs> the, it's very dry. The quite good British Bake Off. Yeah, <laughs> it's not it's not meant to be a humorous yeah. show. The really not too bad British Bake Off. It's by the book. Like, we just bake. <laughs> and, and then finally they're like, silence. eventually they're just like, shit, this one's a fucking good one, man. We've got to just say, we just got to just say it. Yeah. And that's the great British Bake Off. I'd watch all of them to tell you the truth. Be very.